finally the contraction came i made a really big push this is the most extraordinary moment that i can remember in the whole process is that i felt every limb moving through i could feel her elbows and her knees and then this sudden relief she was out <laughs> i couldn't believe it I welcome you to this episode of the Positive Birth Story podcast with me, Swedish midwife Oasa Holstein. I have for many years had the honor to assist a large number of women during birth at Northern Europe's largest delivery clinic here in Stockholm. Seeing women in their strength during birth has been life-changing for me. The aim for this podcast is to share my in-depth knowledge about birth and also to try and change how we look upon childbirth because it can truly be an empowering and positive process. In this episode, we will hear Emma's story about the birth of her daughter, during which she felt that she was the very best version of herself, calm and super focused on the task of bringing her baby into this world. This is a podcast with women for women. So Emma, welcome to the Positive Birth Story podcast. I'm super happy to have you here. Thanks. You're going to share the birth story of your daughter. Yes. I know since you have told me that your first pregnancy ended with a missed abortion. Yes, it did. Uh, how did that affect you during this pregnancy? In the beginning, it affected me quite a lot because I was scared that it would happen again. I knew that it was out of my control and it was... A completely natural thing to occur which happens quite frequently um, so it did affect me in the sense that for those first weeks until I reached around the 18 week mark I felt like I was a bit more fragile and that I really wanted to get to that 18 20 week mark when I knew that things would be a little bit more safer and a little bit more kind of in my favor. My experience as midwife is that if you've had that experience uh, going into a new pregnancy, it will usually make you more have more anxiety, of course. Mm -hmm. But it can also be helpful in that way that you know that it's out of your control, yeah, which definitely. is the tricky part with being pregnant. It's like so many things that's out of your control that that can freak you out. Very much. What views did you have on childbirth before even becoming pregnant? Um, to be honest, I didn't think about it too often. Um, you know, between your 20s and 30s, having a baby might be one of the last things on your mind. Had your mom told you anything about you being born? Yes. Because I know you're a twin. Exactly. Yeah. She had a cesarean and she told me that story, obviously. Um, she's also a twin. So, and her... Uh, mother had eight children mm. so um, but you know the times are so different back then two generations ago we don't have everything that we have today in in terms of uh, medical security and and health wise so there was no story that my mom could tell her that I could tell me Relate that to. exactly mm. that I couldn't contextualize how would you describe yourself as a person It depends on the situation. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite calm, but I do 
have quite a quick temper, which is something I did think would come out in the in the, the birth itself, which I really begged myself, do not get upset about anything because that will not help. Oh, so you picture yourself being angry or? Yeah, like if something didn't work or maybe if my partner wasn't doing the things I said that, you know, we said we would do together. That was the main thing because you do want things to be a certain way. And all the women there said, you know, to my partner, I hope that you just work with me on this. Um, so I did think that I might get upset if, if it wasn't in a certain way. Did it happen? No, it never happened. I was so thankful. So would you say that your personality reflected on how you approached your childbirth preparation? Because I think that's an interesting question. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I think in some ways it did. But also I think that the birth itself mirrored kind of more of what who I would like to be in a sense, like very calm, very focused. Um, and I spent a lot of time doing yoga and breathing. And obviously I can't do that all day, every day, but I was very hopeful that that's how it would turn out for that one very special day. So it kind of mirrored that sense that that I wanted that to happen and it and it did in the end oh cool so it kind of sounds like you ended up being the best version of yourself then. in a sense oh. yeah I mean it was important for me to breathe and be calm and um, what was particularly helpful in the preparation was doing some yoga by a woman who was also pregnant so really connecting my mind and my breath with my body and what was happening and that really really helped me locate where I wanted to see myself and how I wanted it to be in the end and even though it was months in advance somewhere subconsciously that was that idea was starting to root itself in my mind that when I needed that assistance I could call it forth from my mind So describe the days before birth starting. The pregnancy was very difficult for me physically and I ended up being 12 days overdue. So by those 12 days I felt huge, I felt like an elephant, there was no position I could get in that was comfortable. Um, and in those overdue days we had to visit the midwife and have another ultrasound and see how everything was going and I did become impatient because of the feeling of just being huge but when I visited the midwife she really reassured me because I knew after visiting her that my baby was in the safest environment that it could possibly be in. And it really made me relax and not be so kind of impatient with the process. And um, that midwife also told me, oh, I think she'll come on the weekend. And as soon as she said that, I believed her and I thought, okay, she's, she's going to come this weekend. And mm. I knew. And she did? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it gives me goosebumps thinking about that because I just knew when she said it, yeah, that, that's that's going to work out. Where were you when you understood that birth had started? Uh, I was actually at a friend's house. She was having a taco night and I knew that if my baby was coming, some Mexican food would give me some energy. So we, <laughs> there was a group of us and... 
And this was a Friday then, because this is the taco night. night. Exactly. In Sweden, it's Friday. (laughs) It was Friday night. Taco Friday. And we were in her apartment and I could not get comfortable at all. And I thought, okay, something feels different. Um, It would be better if I ate as much as possible because I'm not sure like when it would come, but I need some energy because I couldn't really get comfortable and I was very tired. We left a bit early. So when we stepped out of the apartment, I told my partner, okay, it's something starting. It's definitely happening now. You felt it for sure that there was a shift? Yeah, definitely. Because in the weeks leading up, I'd had some days where I thought, oh, she's coming, she's early. Um, And I had a lot of cramps and pains, Uh, but they were so different from the real labor pains I know now. Um, And on those occasions, you know, we would rush home and then buy some coconut water and some pasta to you carb load and then kind of arrive home and they would disappear. Oh, and then, so you'd had your rehearsals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Several times. Uh, so, yeah, Friday night came, I went to sleep, and uh, I asked my friend, what does it feel like? Um, and she said it felt like menstrual cramps. So I thought, okay, these are menstrual cramps. I haven't felt them for nine months. I can definitely recognize them. <laughs> And that's when I knew that it was starting. Then we were home, which was nice, and I could lay down in bed, have a bath, take some painkillers. Like, I wasn't stressed at all. I was kind of happy that things were moving along, but I knew that it would be a while. So I was more than happy to go and have a sleep before. Were you able to sleep? Yeah, I could feel the pain while sleeping, but I managed to sleep. I mean... When you're nine months pregnant plus 12 days, you don't really sleep a lot anyway. You don't. <laughs> yeah. How did your partner react to birth starting? Uh, well, as we'd had a few kind of false starts, he didn't really believe that it was, the, ah. you know, at the time. So he was a little bit kind of confused, not confused, but like, okay, well, let's go to sleep and then we'll see what it's like in the morning. And I said, this time feels different, like something's happening. I know it's starting now. And uh, then, in fact, the uh, the mucus plug came out. <laughs> I love the mucus plug. It's almost <laughs> in every episode of the podcast. <laughs> Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. I yeah. had it in my hand and I was like, this is the Did mucus plug. Out? No, or not at all. Interesting. It was interesting and it was kind of physical evidence to convince my boyfriend that it was coming now. Like, I told him, this comes out, and then we know it's starting for sure. Then he knew, okay, now I need to be, I need to be here. This is, this is real now. When did you decide it was time to go into the hospital? Sunday morning around two o'clock, so 26 hours later. Those 26 hours, the contractions were very far apart. But then in the morning at two o'clock, they got very, very painful. And I knew it was early, but as I'd had back problems throughout the pregnancy, the pain in my back was excruciating. So I just wanted to go in then because I knew that 
once we were there, I would feel a little bit more safer and a bit more calm. But then it was one of those contractions that really hurt. And this was exactly like in the movies, like, we're going to the hospital right now. And so then we just left. Um, I was in a lot of pain, but I was also scared that we would be sent home. And I think that a lot of women giving birth for the first time, as I was, um, you're not really sure kind of what phase you're in. And I've heard the story before. And I mean, obviously, we were prepared for that because we, we understood that that might happen. Uh, but it was a lot of pain from my back. So the contraction pain, I think I couldn't feel it above the back mm -hmm. pain. So I was thankful that we were there that we could get some medication that would focus on that so area they didn't send you home i didn't send yeah. me home oh. thank goodness mm. and i became very much more relaxed and i knew okay well this is the day that i've been waiting for for nine months and here we are and they checked everything out everything was fine i was one centimeter dilated <laughs> which is nothing what happened to your mental you when you got that information since you'd been working for 26 plus hours exactly. with contractions i, I was uh, a bit disheartened mm. but i also knew that it wasn't super super painful for those hours it was just the process i mean it helped even though it was one centimeter i didn't really i didn't really know what that meant to be honest, as far as like time and pain, um, because uh, the midwives also explained to me, you know, five centimeters can happen. You can open five centimeters more in two hours or 10 hours. So it's just very individual. So it didn't deter me at all. <laughs> and, you know, they also said with each contraction, you're one step closer to meeting your daughter. And that was something that I was able to imagine with every contraction. Okay, it doesn't matter how long it takes, but I know that it's closer and closer. How did you cope with contractions in hospital? I had my partner, he was pushing on my back and every single contraction that came, I would have to go onto my knees with my arms on the bed and just kind of breathe and try and open my back with the breath and breathe into it, breathe into the contraction with him pushing on my back. And that would happen every minute, every 30 seconds, no matter what I was doing, I would drop down onto my knees, onto the bed. And eventually there was some medical help, the epidural, which was wonderful. <laughs> And by now you were how many centimeters dilated? It was three centimeters. Mm -hmm. It was very long and slow. Was this something you had thought about getting before? Or was yeah. this something that you decided for along the way? No, I thought, um, and upon the recommendation of some girlfriends, I thought, well, um, if, if I need it, then I'll have it. And because I was having such intense back pain, then I knew that I wanted that. And so I decided in advance that would be something nice <laughs> to have. Good. Mm. Yeah. This is what I love about having pre-knowledge about uh, the process. And you know your options. Exactly. And you can make your informed choices yeah. on what's best for you. Exactly. And I think being kind of open to the whole process and thinking, you know, if 
I can handle the pain, then maybe I won't choose that. But if it's too much, then I know that I have that option there. And it's, I think it's important to keep an open mind with your birth plan that some things are going to work and some things aren't going to work and to just try and go with the flow. So so describe what happened to the contractions once you had the epidural. I was actually able to sleep a little bit straight away after, which was a godsend because it had been quite a while. But the contractions, the feeling of them themselves was a little bit more numb in a sense. Obviously, I think... I still felt something, but it was more manageable and I could be a little bit more clear with what was going on because I wasn't so weighed down by the pain and the water hadn't broken by that point actually. The water had to be broken by the midwife Mm. and that was a couple of hours after the epidural with the help I think of some oxytocin which was also helping the contractions to maybe speed up a little bit because my daughter was not in any rush to get out of there. (laughs) Did you start to feel impatient? No, there was no point that I felt impatient. I could control kind of how I was feeling, but ultimately in the whole situation, it was be my baby's choice as to when she appears, how long she takes, and I had to wait for that. And that gave me some peace of mind, thinking, well, this isn't just me. That is what it is. It's a cooperation between the mother and the baby. Exactly. And if you can focus on the baby taking the time that's needed for the baby, I think uh, it helps you. Definitely. And I mean... It makes you step out of your own mind for a second, maybe get a bit of perspective with what's happening. Step out of the room and know that this little person is doing something that they've never done before. They have no idea what's going to come at the end of it. Um, So it's important to know that you can't rush that. You can't rush the little one. And it's kind of special in that knowledge to get that slither of reality in a way to kind of take you back into the situation with a renewed focus and Mm. a renewed energy. So how did you experience the shifting contractions when uh, you came closer to actually the last phase of labor? I was getting a lot more restless with my body in the sense that there was a point where I needed to go to the bathroom and I felt this tremendous pressure and it was a bit confusing and I told the midwife, I feel a very big pressure right now. And she said, okay, then come and we'll have a look at you. She was like, guess what? You're 10 centimeters. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is great. (laughs) So to start off, we tried the birthing stool, which um, kind of put me in a squatting position. And... I think that, and my partner was behind me, kind of holding my shoulders and helping me breathe with the midwives in front of me, um, explaining to me how I should be pushing. And it was not stressful at all. We just kind of took each contraction as it came. After some time, because I think the, the midwives had the idea that it would be good for the body to move around in different positions so the baby could kind of 
wriggle out. Um, so from there we went into the bed and I was on my back, but I knew that that was going to hurt because my back was, uh, I had so much pain and it also felt really unnatural for me. I knew before going in that I didn't want to give birth on my back because it didn't feel right. It just instinctively didn't settle with me. Did you tell the midwives this? Yeah, I told them before, but they wanted to try the positions not just for me, but for the baby so mm. that, you know, my insides would have a chance to experience a push in a different position, which I totally understood. Um, that was fine for me. The reason to why I ask is that I always say uh, when I have birth preparing classes that you as a woman, the more you can explain your sensations and feelings, uh, uh, the better help you will get. So if you feel that a position is not good for you or working for you, you got to get it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you can be helped to another position because there are so many different ways to yeah. give birth. In. No, definitely. I mean... I knew because of the previous pain that it would be more helpful for me to be more free. Mm. And that's why the birthing still helped. But eventually I was on uh, my knees and the bed um, with my arms draped over the top of it. And in that position, my pelvis had the chance to be very open. I could use my arms on the top of the bed to kind of push down through my back. And that position felt really good for me because I knew that the pelvis would need to be free I could move my hips a little bit like my back and my pelvis felt free and I think that it's important to have a think about that before even just test a few things out when you're pregnant to see what feels good while you have that big belly because you might lie on your back and not feel good at all so you probably won't feel good in the in the birth suite either lying on your back is always really bad position to yeah. give birth in especially if you lie flat on your back because you have no help from gravity and also the way the pelvis is shaped is that if you lie like that you're going to give birth in an uphill mm. which is like why make it hard exactly so there, and gravity was a really important factor there because when i was breathing i could really breathe like through my mouth and i could see the breath traveling down through my body into my pelvis Did you work with pictures like Yeah, actually, I worked with a few pictures like of my breath, like picturing my breath in different colors, uh, following my breath into my body, into the points of my body that I wanted it to go to. Mm. So I was visualizing these kind of things. There was another picture that I kind of created midway through the pregnancy. I was lying in the bath and it was in one moment that I felt very kind of connected to other women, this kind of just came to me. This uh, kind of mother earthy figure in like space, like stars around her was black and she had this light kind of in her, in her belly with the light beams streaming out from it. And I was, I had my eyes closed and I thought that's, um, Like at this moment, I'm being connected to every woman and I need to find strength in in that, in that light, in the fact that I'm going through this process right now and that there are hundreds of thousands of women maybe at the same time going through exactly the same thing. So I saw this 
picture and this light in in the belly and that really gave me a huge source of power and I used that from then on for every contraction to feel this light and to feel this strength and to have this knowledge that what's happening at the moment is why my body was created and that finally it would be doing exactly what it was made for <laughs> throughout all the pain i found this incredible image in my mind uh, the swedish word the old swedish word for midwife is jordmor which mm. is earth mother <laughs> and that's i mean that's really special at the end uh, of the of the birth when a uh, I saw the placenta, the midwife asked if I wanted to see it. So she stretched it out and um, she said, we call this the tree of life. I mean, it still gives me goosebumps today when I think of that moment and how, I mean, it literally is life-giving. And knowing that this tradition of midwives and the earth mother and where we were and what I'd just been through and that I had my baby in my arms, that's it was all connected mm. and it was all just kind of came together and made sense. <laughs> so this makes me recall something you said earlier and that was uh, you talked about the women in your family like two generations back and you couldn't really tap into their experience because it felt so far away. Mm. But this is something that I think we kind of get confused about because we have all this medical technology now but the essence of giving birth it doesn't change no exactly it's timeless yeah and i mean the experience for every woman throughout thousands of years has essentially been the same in a way and i think that it's kind of a lost resource just women talking to each other about their experiences So bring us back to the moment when your daughter was born. Yes. <laughs> well, I was on my knees, squeezing my partner's hand, which he uh, did not tell me. And then the contractions were maybe 45 seconds apart. Marlon, my midwife, said, oh, her head's out. She's so cute. Do you want to touch it? <laughs> So I said, okay, and I tried to get down there, but I couldn't really get into the position. So unfortunately, I I, I said, no, it's okay. Like, let's, you know, one you more push. No, I couldn't. No. I didn't, I couldn't really get round there. And I was a little bit focused on all of her coming out. So then her head was out. Uh, my partner went round and had a look and uh, it was all very exciting. And then the next contraction was like two minutes away and I mean that been 45 seconds every time so I made a little joke then saying like okay now the contractions are going to get far apart again so it was nice to make a little joke at that point <laughs> I was sweating and naked and this little head was out and then uh, finally the contraction came and I made a really big push And this is the most extraordinary moment that I can remember in the whole process is that I felt every limb moving through. I could feel her elbows and her knees and then this sudden relief. She was out. I, was, I couldn't believe it. She was out and this, I mean, the water came out. I couldn't 
here I turned around and I was out of breath. I was exhausted. She was kind of gray in color. And then I turned back around because I didn't really know what would happen at this point. <laughs> like, I didn't think, I didn't cry, which I thought I would, but I was so excited. And then you know, less than five seconds later, they passed her through my legs up onto my chest. And then there she was kind of looking up at me with these dark eyes and this expression of where am I? <laughs> I was so excited. And she just kind of was moving her little face a little bit and didn't really know what to make of the world. And I was so tired that I I could hardly hold her. And I felt so relieved, like I'd never imagined I would feel. I felt like I'd somehow got my body back again, that I could go into a position that I hadn't been in for months. And my partner was there. All he wanted to do was hold her straight away. <laughs> um, he was so impressed um, and enthralled that she was finally there. And we just kind of stared at her in awe of this tiny little being. Um, yeah, it was a really, really beautiful, exciting, ex fun moment for us. And then within a couple of minutes, she started breastfeeding, <laughs> which I, for some reason, I knew she would do that. She just kind of found her way up quite quickly and she must have been hungry after all of the work that she'd been doing. <laughs> And that felt really amazing to have her there feeding. And, you know, one minute you're screaming and sweating and the next minute your baby is on you and breastfeeding. And it's so surreal. It was so unbelievably surreal that this moment that I kind of imagined in some ways was finally a reality. It was finally something that I was seeing. Yeah, it was really special. And I regularly go back and think about that moment. And I think about the moments leading up to it. And it really is a source of joy for me. And, and I think that it was, it was really positive and it was really fun. So I, I like to be able to think about that, like play the little movie mm -hmm. again so in you my go head. go back in, in your mind yeah, to that exactly. moment. Because it was my moment. It was special for me, for my baby, for my partner, something that we shared. Because in that moment, not only was she born as my daughter, but I was born as a mother and my partner as a father. And I think that's... A really special moment to be able to pinpoint and say all three of us have this role now and our lives have changed forever um so yeah I, of course I, <laughs> I think back on it was it anything like you had pictured it to be no nothing at all <laughs> in what ways would you say it differed Well, the pictures in my mind were, they were kind of more how I wanted to be, how I thought I would think. But in the moment that was leading up to her coming out, and in, especially in the pushing phase, it's not something that you could ever imagine in a way. So I don't know if I ever even tried to. 
Also, I didn't want to have expectations that weren't met. So I think I tried to kind of just hope that everything would work out and be careful with my images of what I expected. Also to kind of live in that those seconds that came and to have them exactly how they were. But like, for example, I didn't think I would give birth on all fours at all. I thought I might give birth on the birthing stool because that's something that I thought about. Oh, I like the sound of that because of the gravity and my body will be open. Um, but that didn't happen. But the way that I did give birth, it all aligned the way it was. So I'm yeah, still very fortunate. <laughs> Did anything in how you reacted or behaved surprise you? There was an inkling in my mind that I might kind of get stressed of the situation. So I was surprised that I didn't, but very thankful. Also in the pushing phase, I ended up making a lot of noise because it helped with the pushing, the actual making of the noise. And also I thought I would cry when she came, but I didn't. I was just smiling so much. So that surprised me as well. What do you think um, was the most powerful thing for you to stay calm and focused? It was in those moments, it was definitely connecting my breath into the places that I wanted to direct it in my body. So if I felt some pain in my back, I would imagine my back receiving that breath and opening the back with the breath um, if it was in my belly then I would breathe into my belly and that that helped so much because basically that's all I could do was breathe and breathe in a controlled way and it helped me keep calm and it helped me kind of stay focused and knowing that with every breath you know I would take each contraction and that time would pass and that gave me a lot of strength. What made this experience so positive for you? I think one of the most positive aspects for me was definitely my midwife team. I think the dynamic that we had with the people in the room made it like an incredibly special experience something that we still talk about today <laughs> and something that the days after the birth we just had so much respect for midwifery as a profession and I mean I was just in war so that was a, definitely a positive experience and uh, secondly my partner who um, was really focused and He responded to me to what I requested of him and he just repeated those few things over to me for the whole day, which, I mean, it's a big ask for someone to remain calm and just uh, do what you ask of them. So that really helped as well. And I think that really made made it kind of our birth in a way because we were both waiting for our daughter to come and uh, so having him there kind of helping me breathe pushing on my back looking into my eyes and telling me to smile even though he knew I was in such pain I mean I got a lot of strength in in that as well. Has the way you think about yourself and your ability 
mentally and physically changed after giving birth, you'd say? Definitely. I really asked my body and allowed me to have the birth that I imagined I would have. So that's kind of given me strength in a way that if I think about where I need to put my my power and when I need to call on something within myself, that power resides within me and I can ask it to come out and help me, especially in this process. I mean, it was beautiful to watch my bump grow, to watch all of my body grow, knowing that all of those changes were giving fuel to my baby in a way she needed me to nourish myself and look after myself so i'm thankful that my body could do all those things so is there anything you would have liked to know prior to giving birth that you think would have helped you i think one important thing is something that i've talked about a bit but this inner strength and inner power i think that um, tapping into that and being a bit more aligned with the strength that lies within us as women, I would have probably tried to focus on that a little bit more. I think that it's important to understand that the way that we're built is precisely for this process. So to have a little bit more faith in our bodies and have discussions with friends and our mothers and our grandmothers and maybe share this story a little bit more amongst us so that when the actual moment comes, we have those those stories and those strengths inside us like a little bank that we can count on and, and it can connect us a little bit more. I think I would have appreciated being exposed to those stories a bit more, to be honest, because there's an endless resource with every woman. And I think that's something that could be definitely shared on a larger scale, for sure. Thank you so much for sharing your story. You're welcome. It was uh, really great to be here. So thanks for having me. True joy for me to have you here. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Positive Birth Story podcast with me, Swedish midwife Wasa Holstein. And thank you, dear Emma, for sharing your beautiful story about a birth that became just so joyful as you had hoped for. As a midwife and childbirth educator, I'm absolutely passionate about providing women and their partners with accurate knowledge about the process and the options available during birth so that you yourselves can make informed choices that are aligned with who you are. Taking the time to do this is, from my experience, a way to enhance the chances for a safe and positive birth experience. If you want to read more about me and this mission of mine, go to thepositivebirthstorypodcast.com. And if you have enjoyed this episode and feel like you want to contribute to a good cause, please reach out to one of my favorite organizations of all times, Doctors Without Borders, and support them in the important and life-changing work they do for women and babies around the world every day. I thank you from the depth of my uterus, and I do hope you want to come back for more episodes. May the force be with you. Mm-hmm.